Hey, hey, welcome to the Zillennial Big Sis Podcast. I'm your host, Emma. Howdy. Hey, y'all. What's going on? I don't know why I said howdy or hey, y'all. They're not things that I typically say in my daily vernacular. Welcome back to the Zillennial Big Sis or podcast or welcome to the Zillennial Big Sis podcast. If you've never joined, if this is your first time hopping on, it is great to have you here. I would just like to point out I have an intro song now. My older sister, Hannah, and her bandmate, Ted, so graciously created that song for me, created that intro sound. I'm super excited to have that. I feel very official and feel very cool. And they will actually be releasing music for their band, Moon Honey, coming soon. And when they do, I will be sharing that around. And Hannah will actually be probably one of my next guests upcoming on the podcast. So get excited for that. So you may have noticed if you have been listening for a little bit now, my podcast is fairly new. Um, I didn't post on Friday or Monday. Reason is I was super stressed very overwhelmed with the election, everything that was going on in the world, in the United States of America, in, you know, my life. I needed a second to kind of get my composure, get my thoughts together. And this episode is not to bring up the election, not to do that. But I just want to say, first of all, that I know that the election is over, but, and like, no one can deny that it's not over in the traditional way that we're used to, but there are still going to be things that happen in the world. America has not completely changed. The United States is still the same in the way that, you know, we have not changed anything yet. Nothing huge has happened except this person, Joe Biden has been elected as president. But I want you guys to remember that the work is not done yet. The work is not finished. The work for equality, for, you know, respect and understanding for people to be seen as human beings as worth that are worth all the same. That has not been done yet. This is one footstep and it's a big leap forward. And for some people, I'm sorry if you're pissed about the results. I'm sorry. But we have to look out for other people. And it is really important to have that understanding that it's not like a victory, we can go home, yada, yada, yada. Like the world is still needing our help. The United States is needing our help. Your county, your town, your family, anyone around you still needs that help, still needs to be, you know, looked at with a critical lens. I'm just saying the work's not done yet. But all I'm also saying is too, how fucking cool is it that we get to look up and see a female vice president that's not only the first female vice president, she's the first black vice president. She's the first mixed race vice president. She is a sorority woman. She is honestly amazing. She was an AKA. She is just super cool. How cool is that to say as a woman that we have 
that open now. That is a barrier that is no longer there. Women can be in office. Women can have powerful roles. Women can be in the White House. That is so cool. And whether you agree with her, whether you love her, whether you hate her, you have to think I don't know. I mean, you don't have to, but I don't see how you couldn't see that as something that's amazing, that women finally have that chance and finally have that representation because that is so fucking cool to me. That is so amazing. That is so inspirational, and I love to see it. Now that I have gone on that little tangent there, let's get into today's episode, which is all about online dating in the landscape of relationships in social and digital times. Let's get started. So for those of you who don't know, I actually work in bridal. I'm a sales consultant. I do social media and things like that on the side. And you may be thinking, Emma, I thought you went to college for public relations. How does this even go? And how does this even deal? I'm helping them with their social media, you know, doing some TikToks and things like that. But anyways... Mind your business, I have that. You know, being part of bridal, one of the things that I ask all my brides is, how did you meet your fiance? I say, hey, how'd you meet the lucky fiance? You know, where'd you meet them? And a lot of times, you know, there's three answers that I hear all the time. One is I met them at work. Two is I met them at school, whether that was in college or in high school, you know, whatever that. But three is I met them on a dating app. And I'm not talking like match.com. I mean, I've had a bride who had plenty of fish, but I'm talking Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, the whole deal, the whole lot, really. You're getting people left and right coming in and getting married from their Hinge and Tinder and Bumble dates. And I'm not saying that Grindr doesn't do the same thing, but I do not have, I've not yet had a client that has used Grindr. I think this is all so interesting because when dating apps first came out on the scene, they were really not necessarily seen as a viable way to meet a match because, you know, there were dating apps like on your phone, like Tinder and Bumble and, you know, newer Hinge. But then there were dating apps that were seen as more serious that were paid apps like Match.com, um, you know, only, oh my God, I almost said OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans is not a dating app. I'm sure people have found love on that though. You know, plenty of fish, only farmers. Is that no farmers only? That's what it is. You know, J date, things like that. There are different paid, you know, dating sites that were seen as, you know, more viable options, but kind of got a bad stigma and a bad reputation for being for older people who are desperate. I can't lie. That's always what I saw them as, what I've always thought people saw them as. You know, my next door neighbor met his second wife, who is just seriously such a lovely gal on match.com. So I do not doubt or diss anyone that meets that way. But when those apps first came on the scene, like Tinder and Bumble, it really did not seem like they were for dating. They were definitely only hookup apps. They were things that, you know, were ways to connect people. And yeah, I'm sure people have been going on dates from them from the beginning, but that was the stigma and the culture around them. 
Now it's 2020. We're living through a pandemic every single day and you can't really go to a bar and, you know, run into a guy. You can't go to, you know, even classes online, you know, you're wearing a mask in a coffee shop. If you go up, you might be encroaching on someone's six foot rule. Like there were so few ways to meet someone in person now. So online dating apps have become a real thing. And the reason I bring this up is because I think it is so interesting. How you curate your dating app is really going to affect the amount of swipes you get, who, you know, the quality contenders are, and just, you know, how things are going to turn out. Because who you are on the dating app and who you like present yourself as is what people see you as. Like there's really no way around it. Like you have the possibilities to create the image that you want to create. And then from there, you know, you can talk to the people, you can Snapchat the people, or you can go on a date and maybe get married to them. Maybe not though. Today's episode is going to be broken up into three parts. The first one where I talk about creating your profile and just some tips that I have for doing that from personal experience and just from, you know, doing a research. And then also I'm going to be telling a date story. I've been on two online dates and both of them were ass, but I'm not saying that they're doomed. So don't worry. But so I'm going to be telling my personal date story. And then also at the end, I'm going to be giving some safety tips and just some tips for online dating. So let's get started with how to make your profile. I think my current profiles on the dating app. So I don't have hinge anymore and I have Tinder and I have Bumble, but I think my profiles on both are kind of lacking right now because of a few things, but I'll get into those things later. But here's what I think a successful profile has. And this is not just a you thing. It's like for anyone that you know, for guys, for girls, anyone, I think these are really good things. First things first, you need to start your profile with a picture of yourself where you can see your face. I mean, especially if you're a guy listening to this or if you know guys or you see guys profiles in their first picture is them with a baseball cap, a hat and a mask on like, bitch, I can't see your face. I have no idea. So your first picture definitely needs to be a solo picture. So you know who the person is. Group shots are annoying because you have to swipe down to figure out who it is. And typically if you start with a group shot, yeah, have every single picture be a group shot. First one needs to just be a picture of yourself. It doesn't have to be full body. It can just be a selfie. Do not put Snapchat filters on your first picture or any of your pictures. Just stop doing that. It's not cute. It's never been cute. And you don't want a filter that's going to distort what you look like. In all of your pictures, if you actually intend on going on dates with these people, you should not be putting any pictures on there that you have like heavily face tuned that you have put a ton of filters on things like that. You want to look as close to what you actually look like as possible because you don't want to be a catfish. It is better to be a dogfish, which is when you literally look worse in your photos than in person than it is to be a catfish. The next picture type that you need to have is a group picture. Try not to make the group picture super big. Like 
a group of like 10 people. And if you're a girl, try not to have it with a ton of guys. And if you're a guy, try not to have it with a ton of girls, but like a smaller group picture, maybe a group of three people, four people, whatever, where you can see yourself and it doesn't have to be like full body. It doesn't have to be anything, but just like a group picture. The nice thing though, a full body pictures is when you have those and I'll get to this later, it's good to show like height differentials. So for example, I'm tall. I put in all my profiles that I'm tall because I'm sorry. Guys lie about their height on dating apps so much. It makes me not trust them. Like I'm five, nine, which isn't extremely tall for a girl, but it's tall for a girl. It's the height of an average guy in America. And so I've literally put in all my profiles, pictures where you can see me be taller than people because I want people to understand that I am taller. So if you are sitting there and you are a five, seven guy, which like we love a short King, it's just not my vibe, but I also don't want you to be like, Oh my gosh, you're taller than I thought. No, I'm tall. Like that's it. For example, my dad, I asked him one day, I said, how tall do you say that you are? How tall are you on your license? This man, I'm taller than him, by the way, put 5'11 on his license. I'm 5'9 and I'm taller than him. He hasn't shrunk. He hasn't done any of that. But guys always add extra inches to their height. So when you're swiping through, keep that in mind. But when you're making your profile, having something, if you're really tall or you're really short, where you can show height differences, that's actually, I think, helpful. Maybe guys don't notice it at all, but it's helpful for creating an image of who you are. The third type of picture that you should have on there is a full body picture. If you are on a dating app and so I'm like a curvier girl, I can't lie. I always have full body pictures on my dating apps because if I show up to a date, I don't want the person to look at me and be like, you led me on for other things or blah, blah, blah. Like, if I literally look like what I am in my pictures, I didn't face tune it. I didn't do anything. I'm not wearing like anything that should, that would make my body look any different. Like mine right now is I'm wearing high-waisted jeans and a sweater and that's my full body pick. Like just show what that looks like. I think if you are ever insecure or like concerned about going on dates with people and then being like, Hey, you're bigger than I thought you were. You look different than I thought you did. Just know that if you put that all out there, like if you put that out there and you should be proud of who you are and what you look like because you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're stunning and whoever swipes on you and whoever gets to be graced with your presence on a date, you know, they can have all that information. And if they choose not to use it, then that's on them. It's not a you thing leading them on or hiding things because you shouldn't hide who you are and what you look like. That's just, you shouldn't hide that. So the fourth type of picture is a interest picture. So let's say if you really like rock climbing, put a picture of you rock climbing. If you really like wakeboarding, put a picture of you wakeboarding. If you paint, put a picture of you painting. If you like dogs, if you like, the list goes on and on. Just put an interest picture on there too. I really don't think you need to have a ton of pictures. I think if you have four and they're different, then congratulations. Also, one thing that I've noticed, so I dye my hair pretty frequently and I have used in my profiles in the past, I have had like four different hair colors in all my pictures. Try to use like the more recent pictures if you can, or at least for your solo picture, like it doesn't take long to like snap a quick selfie or get a cute picture of yourself. So 
just keep that in mind. If you constantly are changing your hair color, doing something like that, and you're going to go on a date with someone and you haven't like seen them in person, just either give them a heads up or just keep it on your profile. It'll just make it better. So now that we've talked about pictures, let's talk about your bio. Here's the thing. There's a good chance that no one's reading your bio. Yes, there's a chance of that. But for the people who are reading your bio, you're going to want to have something that says a little bit about yourself. And this is my weak spot on my Bumble, on my Tinder, whatever. Like it used to say just a girl theory looking for her guy theory. And that honestly was a good line. It was a good pickup line. It was a good like thing because I do love Guy Fieri and it's funny. So I knew people read my profile when they would make a comment about Guy Fieri. You don't have to go in super depth about what you're looking for in a life partner, you know, your aspirations and goals in life. No, you can simply just put in your bio, you know, if you need dates for weddings and you are going to be the one tearing up the dance floor, I'm your gal or I'm really into running and hiking and outdoor adventures. If that's you, then like, I can't wait to get talking. Something like that says things about you, but it's also kind of catchy and, you know, exciting, something that you can put and use. If you're on Bumble, especially, they have these questions that you can answer and these like prompts. Use the prompts to your advantage. What you don't want to do though, is leave your bio completely blank. When you leave your bio completely blank, it says one of two things. It says one, you literally are not a real person, like you're a catfish because all there are are pictures and there's nothing about you. Or it just says that you literally do not care. And that's fine. Not caring is fine. But if you're not going to care, at least put in a few seconds to create a bio. Your bio does not have to be long. It doesn't have to be a memoir, but also try to make it something that is actually relevant to you. If you do not like the outdoors and you're more of a shopper and you're more of a city girl, don't put that you love to go mountain biking in your bio or don't put, I love to adventure to small countries if that's not true. Like you are presenting yourself and you have to be presenting yourself in the truest way possible because if you don't, once you meet those people who have those common interests, they're going to be like, oh, well in your bio, it said you love exploring small countries. But if you literally only like being in metropolitan areas that are super developed and things like that, you may not like a smaller country or something like that. So keep that in mind when writing your bio. A lot of apps let you, you know, add your Spotify or add a favorite song or something like that. Honestly, doing things like that can also spice things up. Your bio is not carrying all the weight. Use the tools provided on the apps to make your dating profile amazing D1 like super ready to go. So now that I talked about making your bio, making your pick curation, that whole shindig, let's get into the date story. So as I said earlier, I've been on two Bumble dates. One of them was a Tinder date. So actually both of the dates that I went on were with people that I had matched from my hometown. And I just like really didn't know them when I was in high school. Like I knew who they were, but kind of not really. So I talked to both of these people for a while. I'm going to be telling the story of my freshman year going on this date with a guy that was two years older than me. He graduated with my older sister. I was like, okay, he could be a cool guy, right? So we're planning this date and it's really like 
kind of frustrating because the whole time we're planning, he doesn't have any ideas. And then finally we land on, we're going to go bowling. Okay. So we're going to go bowling. We have this day in the book. Um, you know, the day comes to it a few days before I get a text from him and he's like, Hey, my car's in the shop. Can you pick me up for this? And I'm not saying like that could be 100% real. Like his car could have been in the shop and I'm not saying that it's his job to pick me up for this day. And like, I'm all for, you know, meeting there or whatever, but like, or even like me driving. But at this point, this guy had kind of sold himself as like, he's grown, he's got a job or he had a job and he was in college and he's an athlete and he's home for winter break. So he just, you know, his car's in the shop. So I'm like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll go pick him up. So he lives across town from me. I drive over and my car at the time is this Ford Fusion, right? So if you've never seen a Ford Fusion before, it's a smaller car. I mean, I'm 5'9", and I was, like, a pretty big for the car. So I pick him up, and this man is, like, 6'5", maybe 6'6". I don't know. Like, he's much taller than me. He's, like, a bigger dude because he's, like, a football player. And he gets in my car, and when I tell you... He literally sits in it and he has to put the seat all the way back. His knees are in the dash. The whole thing is happening. And it's super odd because, you know, I'm like, oh, hi, welcome. It's great to meet you. And, you know, he's trying to get adjusted in the seat. So he finally gets adjusted and we start driving. So we started driving to this bowling alley that I thought we were going to. And the first thing that he brings up is our mutual teacher that we had in high school by the way at this point he's three years out of high school I'm a year out of high school but like not even a full year but I'm thinking if I'm not even bringing up high school like that why are you and it's the first thing that he brings up he's talking about this teacher from high school and he keeps talking about how you know this teacher you know was this football coach and all this and all blah 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 and like all this and I I'm just, okay, cool. We'll talk about this. So he literally talked about that. We talked about that for the first half of the car ride, which was probably like 10 minutes. So we get to the bowling alley, which I thought walking into the bowling alley that he had made a reservation for a lane. It's a Saturday night during winter break. No shit. The bowling alley is going to be packed. So we walk in, we go up to the front and he's like, oh, can we have a lane? Blah, blah, blah. And the person says, you know, there's an hour and a half wait for a lane potentially. Would you want to put your name in? So, you know, I'm sitting there looking at him like, didn't we have like a reservation? Like, didn't we like reserve a lane? And no, he just like didn't think about it. So we get back in my car and I say, okay, well, let's just get dinner then. So I'm trying to pick a place to eat. So I'm saying, oh, let's go to um, this pizza place. I, it's pretty close to his house. I'm like, okay, this will this will be good. Like, let's go to this pizza place. I mean, it'll it's chill, it's like casual, all this. And he's like, no, I don't want to eat pizza because my mom has a pizza that's gonna be ready for me when I get home. Bitch, what? <laughs> what do you mean your mom has a pizza ready for you? Like what are you going to text her on your way back and say, put the pizza in the oven? Like, what do you mean? Your mom has a pizza in the oven for your way back. Like we're literally, but we were about to go bowling, but you 
also had your mom simultaneously try to put a pizza in the oven. Okay, fine. So I say, okay, then let's go to Noodles and Company. And he goes, okay, that'll work. So we go. I'm driving, by the way. So I'm driving a complete opposite direction. We're just making circles at this point. It's kind of far away. I'm using all my gas. So we get to Noodles and Company. This man doesn't open any doors. He doesn't offer to pay. And again, I know that's not his responsibility because, you know, equality. But also at the same time, it's your first date and I'm driving all around Indiana. Okay, that's dramatic. I'm driving all around this area and you're not even offering to pay or opening a door. Like, homie, we have to be more grown than that. Like, just some chivalry would be great. So we're sitting there. I order. I literally, like, sprint up to the thing. And he says nothing. I'm not, like, I don't want to have that conversation. But he says nothing. And I just, like, already at this point, I'm like, okay, this is not going too well. But I'm still going to give him a chance. So we both order and we sit down. We get our drinks. And um, if you've never been to Noodles and Company before, you order there and then you sit down. But so we're sitting down. We had not had any food. Not at all. This is the first time that I'm sitting face to face with him. And he starts talking and telling this story. And I notice there's something in his teeth. There is something in his teeth. We had not eaten. We had not stopped for a snack. We literally had not had anything in our mouths since this started. And he has a big old glob of something in his teeth. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I know. I'm like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Do I tell him? Do I not tell him? And I'm sitting there and he's talking. And the whole time he's talking, he's got this shit in his teeth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all I'm fixating on now. And I just don't know how to tell him. Finally, our food comes. And again, eventually it just like exits his teeth because he's eating. And I'm just like so grossed out because I'm like, you didn't even brush your teeth before this. Like if you can't even brush your teeth and have simple hygiene, I I can't trust that you're going to wash any part of you. So like what? So he's sitting there and, you know, we're still talking and he, you know, brings up, he's like, actually, you know what? Let's go to a movie. Cause there's a movie theater right here. And I'm just so done with the date by this point. I'm like, actually, I've seen all the movies in theaters. Thank you so much. Like, let's go. So we leave. I drive him back to his house and it's so weird. When he gets out, he tries to do one of those like car hugs, very awkward. And he's like, ah, oh, had a great time, all this. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, great. And I look down after he gets out of the car. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is my biggest pet peeve. You wouldn't know this about me, but this is my biggest pet peeve. I look in the cup holder in this bitch. <laughs> who I had been driving around for a freaking hour and a half and just sitting there and listening to him talk about high school stories, even though we had been talking about other things, other times, and he reverted to high school stories, talking about how he's blah, blah, blah. He leaves his cup in my car. And I know that people are probably sitting here listening and they're like, Emma, that's literally not a big deal at all. If I'm going to drive you around and you're not going to, offer to open a door. You're not going to offer to pay for a meal. You didn't, you didn't make the reservation for the bowling alley. Like you said, you would, you're going to sit there with shit in your teeth. Talk about stories that have what, like literally get to know nothing about you. And then you're going to leave your cup in my car. Ugh. Ugh. 
It's so annoying. Like, stop. So I get back from this date. My parents are sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, how'd it go? How'd it go? And I'm like, it was terrible. It was so bad. And my sister who graduated with him was there at the time too. And she's like, well, why was it so bad? Maybe give him another chance. And I was like, no, like this whole date was a flop. Like, Anything that we had ever talked about or texted about, like there was no chemistry. There was just, it was off. It was flop, all this. I literally can talk to a brick wall. Like I could have and hold a conversation with a brick wall and like get to know that brick wall better than I could do that. And it just like, we weren't compatible. It was just a lot of things added up. And I was just so annoyed by this point. And then 30 minutes later, he texts me and says, oh my gosh, had such a great time. Like blah, blah, blah. Like you could have gone bowling. And I'm just like, okay, not the vibe. So I stopped talking to this guy and that's okay. So like at the end of the day, was this date annoying? Yes. Do I feel like I wasted a lot of gas money? Yes. Do I feel like I, you know, could have gotten that time back? Yes. But also at the same time, there could have been a spark. So I'm not risking anything on this date. Like my safety wasn't a question. I wasn't like risking anything. I was pretty much in control with the whole driving thing. But like I just still went on this date and any other date that I've gone on after that, I still went on the dates because why not? Like why not? What are you going to lose from this? Like if your safety is properly taken care of and, you know, you're not feeling like threatened or in any appropriate inappropriate situations, like you can't lose anything by going on a bad date. Like literally you can sit there and be like, this guy was a scumbag. Like he could be the biggest asshole in the world. Like he could be so rude to you, but you're not going to lose anything because I mean, like it just does not have to work out. So when it comes to dates and prepping for dates and, you know, making sure that everything is all good, you need to keep your safety in mind as women, because most of my listeners thus far are women, you know, you really have to keep your safety in mind. If you are going to be going to a place that is private, definitely have your location on, tell your friends that you're going, tell someone that you trust that you're going on a date. Don't just like randomly go because you don't want to have a situation happen or even if it's like not malice on the, you're the person who you're dating's part. But like if you guys were to get into an accident and no one knew that you guys were on a date, it's going to take a while for people to figure out what happened. So just keep that in mind. Add your people on find my friends, give them a text, maybe have like a code word. If you need to get bailed out, have a code word Um, have your friend call you and then run to the bathroom. Just keep yourself safe when you go on these dates and make sure that like you try to cover all your bases. Obviously no one can predict anything and you don't want to be paralyzed by the fear of like what could happen in these situations. That's not a way to live life. That's not a way to live and do anything. So as long as you do your best to keep yourself safe and you go to a place that's not alone. Like don't have your first date at someone's apartment if you can prevent that. Like don't go on your first date as a camping trip in the woods. Like don't do things like that until you get to know those people a little better. And I'm not saying that that can prevent things later down the road, but when you're online dating, if this is the first time meeting this person in flesh and bones, like keep those things in mind, but also don't let fear drive your life. When it comes to online dating, it is pretty new. It is a new thing that has been happening for us. Our parents didn't online date. It wasn't even an option. Pretty much online dating only happened when the internet happened. And even then it didn't happen then. So like 
just remember that this is a new thing, that there are so many possibilities out there. Like there are a lot of horror stories of it, but there are a lot of really great stories. I have so many friends who have long-term relationships from going on dates. And I have so many friends and myself included who have used it to find people, you know, if they want to hook up or if they want to have those like relationships, but not have anything serious. Like whatever you're looking for, there's pretty much a place you can find it on a dating app, but just be respectful of everyone. Try to be as kind as possible and also know when to set your boundaries, when to, you know, draw the line and when to protect yourself, but don't put your guards up. If you put your guards up, especially during the time of the pandemic, and this is for myself included, because I know that right now there are like certain people who have like put offers on the table and I'm just taking forever to get back to them because I'm just like debating it. So this is for me as well. But you know, during the pandemic, this may be the only possibility or only way that you're going to be meeting new people. So keep an open mind about it. Yeah, there's a chance that you're going to go on a shitty ass date and it's going to be terrible. Or you'll have a few horror stories to share with your friends on wine nights. But also there's a chance that you'll find someone that really makes you happy and, you know, is your better half or maybe your better third or better fourth if you're into different things. But, you know, just keep an open mind with it and always remember that you have to represent yourself the way that you truly are. Don't try to change for anyone else and don't try to put on a show for anyone else because when it gets down to it, people are going to find out who you really are regardless. If you put on a mask, if you put on a facade, then what it's doing is it's just prolonging this period for people to just figure out that you guys never had anything in common anyways. So Keep that in mind while you're going on your online dates, while you're swiping on your Tinder or your Bumble or your Hinge or your Farmers Only or Plenty of Fish. Keep these things in mind while you're curating your profiles, while you're going on dates and, you know, just taking over the world. So this is a complete sidebar. I'm so sorry. I was just editing this. And before I do the outro, I just have to say I've never been on a good date in New Dozen Company. <laughs> never every date I've gone on there and like it's happened like three times it's been trash my little sister went on a terrible date there I just would not recommend going to that establishment for a date okay much for listening to today's episodes and I really hope that if you haven't already you have gone back and listened to the all the previous episodes I will be back to my normal upload schedule Mondays and Fridays and hopefully having some really cool guests on soon thank you so much even with all the bullshit going on in the world right now keep your head high always try to do the best thing and you know what just remember my life is a dumpster fire too so why can't yours be thank you so much have a good day